Today's episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, June 21st to the 24th in the DFW area. Come join us for four days of a fantastic time with great teaching, great time to relax, great time to explore, and just great time with a bunch of other people. Act now and get $50 off if you register today. Go to simplemarriage.net forward slash getaway. Turned on another episode of Sexy Merge Radio, where we're having lots of conversations about love and life and marriage and sex and the problems therein, and trying to uncover everything and answer all the emails and the voicemails that come in and help uh, chart our path. This is Dr. Corey Allen, and I'm joined again by my wife, Pam. Hey, everyone. And we are... Once again, going to dive into um, a couple of different topics that have come in via the inbox. Yeah, there's and, some great emails today. And, and via a voicemail that's come in. And so if you want to jump on this bandwagon of letting us know what you think or questions that you may have, um, you, two options. One, send us a voicemail, 214-702-9565. Uh, those are come straight to us and give us a chance to uh, filter through and then be on the air for things to help have uh, all, uh, additional voices, which is always great to hear from our listeners, because we got some sexy listeners. Yeah, we have very sexy listeners. And then you can also send us an email, and if, if you think your voice isn't sexy, but your writing is, send us an email, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, <laughs> because one of them is going to be sexy. Yeah, some of them are blessed with the pen, the gift <laughs> of the pen and not the gift of the of the voice. Exactly. But the other thing is jump on iTunes if you like what we got going on and leave us a review, um, five stars if you like us, a comment, because we want to help uh, spread the word and have this continue to climb the charts of our little sexy marriage nation, because more and more people need to know about the best sex is in the marriage bed. And so jumping right into the inbox, this is uh, both of these are in regards to the show we did a couple weeks back. Actually, it was me and then Debbie Wade, who's a colleague friend of mine, uh, on pain during intercourse. And so this came in and just said, first of all, thank you for what you do in your ministry through the podcast, and I want to provide some feedback on the pain during intercourse episode. My wife and I have been married six and a half years, and we've struggled. My wife has struggled during with pain during intercourse for the first several years. Though I don't believe it was to the point of vaginismus or muscle contractions from what she's told me. It was more like a burning, like there wasn't enough lubrication, although that wasn't necessarily the issue. I wanted to share what helped us get through this stage of our sexual relationship. Honestly, simply talking about sex and being more intentional was a big help, and your show was the main driver behind that, which I love hearing that. Yeah, that's fabulous. That's just awesome that we help start conversations and frame discussions, which is where I think Sexy Marriage Radio has found its wheelhouse, and the Sexy Marriage Nation continues to thrive Absolutely, because of it. So I listened to every episode, and that gave me the courage and the talking points to discuss with my wife. Both of us grew up in a Baptist church background, so talking about sex never occurred, and therefore we had to figure it out on our own. Because of our upbringing, my wife believed it was gross and inappropriate to partake in any sort of stimulus that was not traditional intercourse, which that's a common occurrence Mm -hmm. when it it comes to the inbox that we have. But through our back-and-forth conversations about sex, she became more comfortable with it 
In about three or four years in our marriage, I gave her her first orgasm using my fingers, and this really opened things up for her, no pun intended, although that's a perfect (laughs) moment. Once she became more comfortable with other types of intimacy, traditional intercourse became easier and the pain went away for the most part. So we were obviously doing sex wrong. I was young and only had the end game in mind, so I was not taking time to allow her body to warm up to the eventual intercourse, and she was not open to the idea of anything other than traditional intercourse. So in my amateur opinion, I think the majority of the problem was moving to traditional intercourse too quickly when we were being intimate and not having the appropriate amount of foreplay and stimulus to it prior. She does still experience similar pain from time to time, but much more infrequently. And if you ask her, she'd say our sex life is better now than it ever has been. Thank you for your ministry and the show and the willingness to talk about difficult topics that many of your listeners do not get to hear discussions on anywhere else. Absolutely. I love this email because it bears down on the fact that they've been married six and a half years. Right. And this isn't just about he wants more, she wants less or vice versa. It's not about I'm mad at him. He's it's just that something that maybe some of us take for granted and we just need more foreplay. We just (laughs) need that woman's body to warm up a little more to let uh, to let the body right. take its normal course on what it needs to do to get all the fluids of ready so that it there, there isn't friction that right. hurts when there's actual intercourse. Right. And so just understanding that, understanding a little bit more on how the body works, you know, don't make an assumption that all of us, just because we maybe have been married for some years, know exactly how the body works and know exactly sure. how sex works. We can all learn more um, at, at whatever point in this relationship we're in, at whatever point in life we're in. We can learn more about how our bodies work and how to get more mileage out of it. It's a constant evolution of needing knowledge right? as, as experience changes and as the body and conditions change. And so when you come into this early, it is worth noting, Shannon used to do a good job of this, of pointing out women take time. Yeah, yeah, her she, crock pot was, analogy. Yeah, she would always yeah. come back to women are crock pots. Although we did a show on how men can be like crock pots, yes, and I still think did, that's true. Um, but, but she didn't disagree with that either. But it's the, one of those of, of seeing this as a woman's body takes longer to get emotionally and physically ready for the most part for sex than it does for a man. Yeah. And if, if you go just by some of the t- statistics I heard when I was in school, and I've not researched this to see if they're still... Uh, current but it was a man takes a couple of minutes maybe less than to be ready for sex emotionally physically you know depending on this age an erection is what is what you just yeah hey i'm ready but for a woman you're talking needing roughly 20 minutes sometimes to get fully involved in it because you're talking about getting the brain and the body and the blood flow and all of that that's involved and so a lot of times some couples like what he's saying from the inbox, we just weren't taking our time enough. So she wasn't ready. So therefore, she's not as engorged and open because the the vagina right. and the labia, when they get engorged, they actually open and the cervix lifts up a little bit, right. which creates room for the penis during intercourse. And it also then obviously adds the lubrication to help make it even less 
involved, less cumbersome and less painful with the burning. Well, hopefully it's not happen. painful at all at that point. Exactly. Yeah, without it, it's it can be ridiculously exactly. painful. All right, so that's one end of the spectrum on the pain during intercourse. That it was just, okay, maybe we just need to solidify the message of sometimes we just need to slow it down. Sure. To some couples, that be might, might be like, fantastic, please, let's slow this thing yeah, down because they, they really want to. But then here's another that just came in to the inbox, feedbacksexymergeradio.com. That her, her response is along the same lines. She's saying, I'm grateful you had this episode because I know in the past with vaginismus or painful sex has been mentioned, our answer was usually just use dilators. And that's not always the right help is what she's trying to get across. So my husband and I on our own realized that we would never have the sex that we'd hoped. That we, so we just stopped having sex for years. We would try every once in a while and I would do my best to hide the pain. But my husband knew it was painful and of course he didn't find any pleasure in that. So after four plus years of marriage, we decided to find a sex therapist. And then they also had moved from Dallas to Seattle. So there's a little more of a progressive area with a lot more therapeutic options available in in the Pacific Northwest and on the West Coast. And so she threw a plethora of information there. The therapist helped her husband and and her find more forms of intimacy that don't involve penetration. She also recommended a pelvic floor physical therapist, which was talked about on the yeah, show. Yeah, that was talked Debbie. about quite a bit. Yeah. So the pelvic, the PT work was super awkward but helpful. She saw her for two and a half years, and throughout those years, she's twelve different types of dilators, and continued to be in Christian sex therapy. My husband and I were working hard on building up our intimacy with the help of your podcast and our therapist. I'm currently working with my PT and a urogynecologist to help lobby for research for female sexual dysfunction and to add that dysfunctions that are covered by insurance. Because interestingly enough, insurance is quick to cover Viagra, but not as quick to cover female struggles. Which is just dumbfounding. Well, because most of insurance stuff, if you go to lobbyists in in Washington, it's men. They're men. Right. So... Soapbox over. For the longest time, I thought my inability to enjoy pain-free sex was due to my sins, my past sins. And but I know that God, that I serve a God of forgiveness, and I know my sins have been separated from Him as far as the east from east is from the west. Amen. My own and added. <laughs> this area of female dysfunction needs to be talked about, and it isn't the woman's fault. No matter what happened in her past, anything can cause this. Because this, the email where emailer was saying, she didn't have pain during sex until her late 20s. Yeah, her 20s, yeah. And then all of a sudden started experiencing it. But now she and her husband are slowly trying to bring back a sex life. But when you've put yourself in the mindset that sex is painful, it's hard to go back. We're working on it. And through prayer, my day, my prayer is that someday we will have a regular and pain-free sex life. Thank you for all you do, for being honest. And please reiterate the fact that women, if women are having painful sex, go get help. And so... Go Go get get help help. (laughs) because it is worth experiencing all that this can be in your life because there's, there's remedies that are possible. Yeah. Kudos to her for not giving up on it and continuing to go after and search for things that can help her on this. Yes. Because this is one of those things that we've not done a lot of the, the technical kind of shows like this. If, if you think about it, if you look at the history of Sexy Marriage Radio, 339 episodes in, and we've got them all through the archives. There's things in there that are vaginismus, pain during sex. Um, we have a couple coming in the queue on menopause. Um, so we're getting into some of these that the, our emailers and our voicemailers have said, this is something that needs to be covered. And 
So we're trying to get more specific with these, but these are the things that I want to just reiterate with the voice of our audience and their help to be able to say, you're not alone and go seek help for things. Absolutely. Because there is help available. And if you don't know of someone to work with, um, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We can still try to be a resource of, I may not know somebody directly where you are, but we might know somebody who knows somebody. And so take the time to find this, to find the answers, because I think there could be help along the way. And I want to commend her for um, having somebody that they have been diligent enough to work alongside with through all of this, because they've not done it alone. No. Mm -mm. And it sounds like, well, kudos to the husband. Well, that's how great things happen. Even her, she's going after now trying to get this stuff covered by insurance. I mean, yes. that's how that's how great things happen in this country, right? Exactly. It. <laughs> Throughout how, the world. I mean, it takes someone actually standing up to make make the mountain move. Yep. That's how change happens. Yeah. Is when one person says up, stands up and says, I'm changing the game. And right. I, I want to lobby for this or make this right. Okay. So I want to spend the last little bit on a, this is a, I'm pivoting to a different subject, Pam. Okay. And this came in, um, these are some friends of ours in a sense, because they've kind of the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway, which is coming up June 21st to the 24th. It's not too late to register. If you want to get in now, we have a special with the hotel. You can get a, a special uh, getaway rate. Come join us. But four days of fantastic time. Um, and this is somebody that... Uh, Jack and Molly have been mentioned on the show in the past. Molly's been on the show. Yep. And this is Jack. Hey, Corey. Hey, Shannon. This is Jack from Jack and Molly. Uh, I have a question about male sex, sexual confidence. Since our retreat, I've been focusing on the being the solid, being a good leader, and my strength is being the more diverse sexual person. That's where I come up with new things to try, new new ways to do things such as that. And it comes to the time where Molly, when I recommend something, when she wants me to recommend stuff, she says she does. So I bring stuff up. She says she's about it. And then it comes down to the time to do it. And she's not about it. And it ruins the whole experience which also makes us both go to sleep feeling uncomfortable and sad and upset. Over the years of this happening continuously, I've basically lost my sexual confidence with my wife and the means of I'm scared to bring up stuff now and just the thought of bringing something up different immediately makes me have the thought that it's not going to go right. It's going to ruin everything. I'm going to make her feel bad. I'm going to make me feel bad. There's just no point in it. And when she pushes me to do so, I do it, and I get the exact results I expected. Maybe it's me predicting what's going to happen, that it actually does happen. But in the instances of she's willing to do it, and we have a discussion about it, and she says, maybe not even a discussion, maybe an altercation, I'd say about her unwillingness to try stuff, even though she says she will. Her scapegoat is, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Just whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. But it's just to get out of the situation. How do I regain the confidence to bring stuff up and kind of force the issue, even though I know it's going to be bad and it's probably... 
probably going to ruin the event and all that. I mean, I literally get sick to my stomach with the thought of trying to recommend something. And I I don't know how to get past that. If you could help me out and do a show maybe on how to regain the male sexual confidence, I'd like to know how to regain my confidence as a husband. Thank you. Well, thanks, Jack, for being just straightforward yeah. and honest with this There's with one this thing call. about Jack and Molly. They are straightforward and honest. About I, stuff. I, I love it because that's how they're going to get better. That's how their marriage is going to get stronger on a whole, not only just as a, as a couple, but sexually. And I look at this and I think, okay, Corey, why, from Molly's perspective, what would drive her... To ask for something only to shut him down. Okay. So, yeah, the first thing that comes, there's two, that was one of the one of the two things that really jump out to me from this voicemail. One is, and I was writing that down as we were listening to it, does she really want new stuff? Well, and he, he makes the comment that she'll just, it feels like she might just be saying that just to get out of the situation right. at that point right. in time. Because that's the, that's the path of least resistance in her mind. So I'm going to go that route, even though it's probably not going to end up well for either one of us. That's the route I'm going to go because history shows it's a fight. That's what he's talking about, that we're going on history, that we get disappointed. And then they start both feeding off each other and they, they, they read each other and they feed off each other. And then it devolves from there. Okay. So one of it comes down to, does she really want new stuff? And maybe there needs to be some parameters on what does new mean? How kinky is too kinky? True. You know, how crazy is too crazy? How far should we, do I want this to be pushed versus not? Because what I know of Jack and Molly from the show prior and from conversations at last year's Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, that they've talked about how and they've been very open about how sometimes this is one of those, I want this because I know you will push me to places that I won't go normally. And when we've done it, it's gone really well. It's been fun for both of us. It's been exciting. But then when the newness is gone, and this is where I'm adding new information, when the novelty is gone and we're trying something again, it doesn't always create the same return. Right? So therefore... Okay. I can start to get into where I don't know if I want to constantly getting pushed into new things. I want to go to comfortable. I want to go to known. I want to go to middle ground. So what's wrong with middle ground, I guess? Well, but that's where I'm saying, I guess one of the, one of the starts that needs to be discussed is, okay, maybe middle ground is where they both need to be and none of them have been able to say that. Okay. Right. Because one of them, because it could very well be. Okay. So, Pam, let me see if this makes sense to you and tell me, I'll tell me if I need to get out of academia therapy world. Okay. Okay. So, there could be a scenario where they're reading each other. That's what we're describing already. That they read each other, that when one of them starts to get upset, the other gets upset. And then there's this tension. And then it's finally, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then they're, by then, it's, it's already lost its luster and its feel and they're both disappointed by it but yet they still want to get through so they're not recovering well in general 
So it could be the reverse is happening too on the same subject in the sense that she's reading him that he wants it more erotic. So she's trying to be the higher desire or closer to his level of desire when her read could be wrong. Maybe he doesn't want it as erotic. Maybe he does and maybe she doesn't and they haven't been able to be honest about the gap and how big that really is. Or it could be she's reading it as I want to please and be this but that's not necessarily what he's saying, you know, so and I, I go back to the authentic conversation or okay. it, it, does this have something to do with potentially not being authentic with one another on what they're looking for? It might be because that we usually will take this this mindset because I've got several different couples or clients that have come into mind as I'm thinking about this, that we, we get in this, in this mindset of I'm afraid to be honest because where I'm at right now, honestly, isn't really good. It's a huge gap, right? That doesn't mean I'm going to stay there, but that's where I am right now, and I'm afraid to bring it up. Because I know in the past, anytime I've been honest or we've talked about the disparity on, between us, it's a fight. So, whoa, I can't bring this up. I can't, because we haven't each demonstrated we can recover well. And we can solve this well. Knowing Jack and Molly the way I do, Jack and Molly, you guys can recover well. So take the risk to be honest, to say, okay, here's where I am. And now maybe if we start to go to where I'm taking smaller strides that aren't as much determined by what I perceive my spouse wants from me, but it's more determined by what I want for myself. And I'll start to have more solid, smaller strides of, I do want more erotic, and I do want more uh, risque or passionate or experimenting or novel or whatever it is. I just don't want it way off the charts yet. Let's just, I want to take small baby steps there. And maybe that changes the, di- the, the connotation slightly. Okay, that sounds more like, that sounds more like something you would... Tell Molly to do. That's what I'm doing. That's okay, where I, that's th- where I'm you're, going you're first. You're telling Molly to do that. Yep. What about for him? Okay. To be more confident and always getting shot down. Right. Because his question is, how do I regain confidence? Right. Yeah. Because this email or this voicemail came in. Um, it's been on the queue for a little while, and so he referenced uh, Shannon's sexually confident wife book, and so he's like, why is there not a sexually confident husband? book right and that does help speak specifically to this because we're talking about a wounded warrior if you think about it of like i'm i've got a lot of a lot of wounds from this and so revisiting them doesn't bring about pleasant and passionate and warm thoughts it's like why do i want to you know put myself back in that every time and so the thoughts that come to my mind for this jack are to regain confidence, it comes back to, okay, what are, what's the true motivation? What is, what is it you're really after? If it's novelty and eroticism, then how do I maintain the differentiation of, I'm seeking something more erotic that is, is going to be fraught with more risk, rather than just, I'm looking for deep connection. Does that make sense? Yes. Because sometimes Sorry, I'm taking notes. If I'm okay, cuz sometimes <laughs> if I'm looking for deep connection and I've framed it through erotic, I open myself up for a deeper wounding that I've I've put myself in that stance rather than okay, I need to know going in. I want to try some things a little different tonight. I 
I've, I'm in the mood for a little more spanking or a little more novel or new or apparatus things or something. And so I need to kind of gear up for this one. I mean, because if you think of it, go, go back to a warrior mindset. If they're getting ready to go out on a patrol as a warrior and you're going into a really hot zone, you're gearing up different than if you're going on a patrol just at the edges or the fringes of that hot zone. You're still sure. gearing up, but you're not going to have as much protection if you're going deep into the battlefield or enemy territory or whatever. And I'm not at all referring to a woman as enemy territory. <laughs> so don't send any emails to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com right. about that. <laughs> it's not the intent. No. So some of that is just a mental preparedness. But then the other thing that comes to my mind is a lot of times us men, and maybe Jack and Molly, you guys' dynamic, uh, maybe Molly likes to know a little more of the plan and the playbook. I don't know. But a lot of times what I have found as us men is we announce stuff too much rather than just do it. That's a very good point. So I say, go. Well, sexual encounters where it's more of an adventure as you go rather than I've got a map and it's already played out for me. Mm, The first one is typically going to be the more spontaneous, the more um, kind of more exciting, the more you just go with the flow. Right. Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. If you map it out and you tell her, here's what I intend to do. Yeah, so and, you think too much about it. It's too much thinking. And this is where it's an interesting double-edged sword because sometimes being able to tell and announce and, and, and set it does create the environment that is really uh, has some novelty and some eroticism to it. And that creates a lot of true, energy. True, true. You so could have some of that. It's, maybe but it, maybe what I have if found, you're a good storyteller. <laughs> maybe so. But what I have found is that a lot of men, we fall victim to... I announce and ask more than just do. And I understand the rationale as to why, because just doing opens myself up to a deeper feeling of rejection if it's denied. Yeah, so I, I think there's more of a, okay, here's here's the foreplay and I'm setting the playground for us right. to set the mind versus now I'm going to take you. Right. And I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to take you. <laughs> exactly. But I'm going to take you. Right. And so I just, as it's unfolding, I have it mapped out of what I want to try doing as the leader, because that's what Jack's saying. I try to be a good lead. I try to be solid. I try to interject some of the erotic, because that's what Molly has asked for. But when it comes time to have her doing things or being a participant in it, that's when she starts freaking out. So I guess I'm wondering, Jack, are you asking? Are you announcing? Or are you just leading towards it? I know you'll be quick to reply once you hear this because you guys have always been real engaging with this. But one of those thoughts, look at the quotient of what you've got as far as percentages of how much do we just lead without asking, without announcing? Because sometimes husbands need to do that where it's, Mm It's like things are going on during sex, and let's go even just kind of more vanilla. You're just you're just in the midst of vanilla, a, a good, tender, functional, passionate time, but it's missionary sex. And all of a sudden, in your mind, as the husband, you're like, you know, I really would wish if we could flip this thing over and you're on top of me. And it's likely then that your wife has picked up on that because she saw something change in your face or felt something different in your countenance and presence. And so now she's all of a sudden a little disconnected from the moment too. And so 
you look at how we can quickly derail when instead, why don't we just go grab her and just roll over? Just do it. Right. And just do it. And if she says, no, 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 I'm not ready. you know, Okay. Well, it's that's just data. This isn't to say the woman can't be doing the same thing here. Okay? Exactly. We're, we're saying the confident man and, exactly. and saying the man's doing all this. The, exactly. the roles can some, be totally we, reversed on this You and too. I have talked a lot about this with different shows that somebody's got to lead. And sometimes we got to realize we don't just lead to it. We got to lead through it. Yeah. Yeah. And either of you can lead in this scenario. And a lot of times some of the best sexual encounters happen when the leadership changes hands. Absolutely. Throughout it where... I set the tone and want to go one way, and then all of a sudden the wife comes back and sets it and goes this way, and then and it's a, a, fl- a true follow-the-connection kind of sex. So, Jack, you're talking about how do I regain my some of my confidence. A lot of this dude is just um, kind of biting the bullet, if you will, of, of self-talk, of solidifying, of, of growing in your own confidence to know, look, I know what I'm doing. I feel good about this. I'm not ashamed of this. What's only what's frustrating is I've, my wife sometimes pushes back at it. Okay, you can see that as she shot me down. Or what if this is a challenge to kind of keep pushing, especially knowing she wants to, to keep pushing because that's what she's telling me. So if all of a sudden I shift it and reframe the meaning, maybe that gives me a new path. Maybe so. Maybe Maybe there's something you've done in the past that she would like to do again and take the lead on. Yeah. Let that be something. Of, hey, this is something we've done in the past that I had brought up. Right. Take the lead on that one, Molly, and maybe that one helps. And maybe I think mold if, that picture. if we can get to the mindset of recognizing that, okay, I've got the history I can draw from, because what he's talking about, I literally get sick to my stomach thinking about bringing some of these things up. But use that same ability. To think back on the history you have of all the things you've done that's been successful, of all the times you've led towards something that was curl your toes types of sex, was orgasms through the roof that you could feel in your teeth, at the tips of your fingers, you know, just that it truly did show and demonstrate, you know what, I know what I'm doing in this arena. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Don't forget those days. At this. I can use that data too. Our brain a lot of times goes to the negative. I don't know why necessarily it does. That's the ones that are most quickly because they hurt and maybe they're associated with a different pleasure center and feeling a part of our brain. But it's recognizing I've got good in there too I can call on. yeah. And so when I can start to do that, now all of a sudden I can maybe shift the connotation and the feelings associated with this to at least get me close enough to go, okay, I can overcome this. I can bring this back to bear and and try it again. I think that's key because history reminds us of a lot of things. It it, it teaches us what didn't work, so don't do it again. But it also teaches us what did work. So go after that. And every so often, Jack and Molly have post-mortems that aren't right after the mortem. (laughs) You know, that that have it later after you guys have both kind of got a chance to get a perception. Yeah. And, and perspective and catch your own roles and stuff and come back and say, okay, I want to revisit what that, what just happened last night or two nights ago or whenever that was. And here's where I was thinking. Here's what I was reading. What was yours? And then now we've taken some of the emotional tension and depth off of it because it's not as real time. And maybe you come up with some, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't catch that. Uh, all right. 
now I got a, I got a, a new idea for going forward. Yep. And call us and tell us how it's going again. Yes, 214-702-9565. Well, Jack, thanks for uh, calling us and letting us know. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Whatever we've uh, left undone, let us know. See you next time. <laughs>